Grow With Me provides exercises and tips for living your best life now. This means loving yourself and allowing positive change to find you when you're having fun being who you are. Many of us spend our lives in the future, waiting for things to get better or striving to accomplish the next thing on our to-do list. But we feel most fulfilled when we make a conscious choice to love our life exactly as it is in this moment. I'm your host, Dina Martin. When I was in my 20s, I had something strange happen when I was looking for a house to rent with two other girls. We were having a hard time finding a place that would fit all of our needs until finally we found this perfect house. It was newer, in a good location, and at a great price. But every time I walked through it, I got a bad vibe. I couldn't explain it, and there was no other reason to say no to this place. So we all agreed this was our house. Until we got to the point of signing the lease, and I backed out. I couldn't do it. I remember feeling bad and maybe a little embarrassed that my only reason for saying no was because I didn't like the way the energy of the house felt. The girls I was supposed to live with found a house a few blocks away from the one we looked at. And they ended up finding out through the mail lady a couple months after they moved in that there was this big shootout that happened in the house that we looked at. During this same time, my sister had recently moved into a new home. She was trying to convince me to live on the top floor of her house. I would have it all to myself. Again, I didn't get a good feeling when I walked through her house. Then one night I had a strange dream where I was walking through the upstairs of her house. And when I got to the room where I would stay, I felt this strong, dark energy pushing me out. It pushed me out of the room and slammed the door behind me. I woke up and I felt like it was a warning to stay out. I didn't want to tell my sister about this dream because I didn't want to say anything negative to her about her new home. But she kept asking me to move in. And so I eventually I told her. The same day I told her, she happened to be going to the water office and found out the home she moved into was pretty well known in the area. A woman had committed suicide upstairs in that room for my dream. I ended up moving into an apartment with another good friend, and everything went well with that. I let energy guide me to a better situation for me. I've come a long way since this happened, and I know there's never a reason to be afraid of spirits or anything else. In a way, I think the spirits of the people who passed in those homes were protecting me from places my heart didn't want to be. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with the two girls I was going to live with or my sister, but my heart just had a different plan. Everything around us is energy, and it's always communicating with us. We all have the ability to sense this energy, but most of us ignore it because we're so conditioned to rely on verbal communication or past experiences to assess a situation. We even have the ability to sense energy in different places. Have you ever suddenly started thinking about someone and then received a call or a text from them? This happens to me all the time. Energy can deplete us or it can build us up. When we're in situations with higher vibration energy, we feel lighter, vibrant, and more expansive or happier. When we're in situations with lower vibration energy, we feel depleted. We feel disempowered, and it feels like we're not standing in our truth. As we become more and more depleted, our survival instincts kick in. Needless to say, this is not where we're creating our dream life. This doesn't mean we're victims to the energy around us. Anything we 
sense around us is within us too. It's pulling out the shadow aspects of ourselves for healing. And we're going to keep attracting situations where people are telling us either verbally or energetically that we aren't enough until we heal any limiting beliefs standing in the way of what we truly want. I've been working with my kids on feeling the energy of different places or situations. And this past summer, we went to the beach and stopped to pick up a few things at a Walmart there. The store was old and dingy. And then right after that, we went to a newer grocery store next door. I asked my kids to compare the vibe of the two stores, and they all agreed the grocery store felt much better. And then I asked my six-year-old how she would describe how she felt in the Walmart, and she said, it felt like I wasn't listening to my heart. I think she articulated the feeling better than I could have. Where are the places you go that make you feel small or depleted? Think about the reason you feel like you need to be in situations that deplete you. That's likely at least one of the things that's ready to be healed. You can listen within and actually hear what that feeling is telling you. Let's try that. Think of a place where you feel low vibration energy. You can feel the energy as if you're there now. What is the energy telling you? In the future, allow your heart to guide you to more loving situations. Now, who are the people you feel more energized being around? With these people, you leave their presence feeling positive and you believe in yourself. And who are the people you feel small or depleted with or after being around? You may feel more negatively about yourself after being with them. These people are mirroring your insecurities. And the way to overcome it is to heal the stories or the limiting beliefs that make you feel small. This could mean to stop sharing your energy with these people, whether it be in person or on the phone or through social media. I had a dream recently that reminded me how important it is to be conscious of who I'm sharing my energy with. I was on a big glass elevator with a group of people, including someone from my past who I've grown apart from. Suddenly, the elevator started breaking. She screamed and in a panic said, we're all going to die. (laughs) And meanwhile, I was saying to myself over and over, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. The elevator crashed and the glass shattered, but I was 100% fine and walked out. There's just some ringing in my ears from the loud noise that I knew would go away. And I think this dream represents my desire to stop listening to the voices within me that are disempowering. Our beliefs about ourselves and what is possible become a reality. Who do you want to be in the elevator with you? I've been healing the part of me that worries what others think of me. And for me, walking away from unhealthy relationships has been a huge act of courage and strength. It's not that I don't like the other person. I just know they aren't good for me right now. Sometimes I worry that I'll hurt their feelings. But when I'm standing in my truth, I know no one needs anything from me. Deciding it will hurt them is a story, and it's me placing an expectation on how they should feel. I run through my fear exercise and add that no one needs anything from me. Here's the exercise, as I've mentioned in a few other episodes. I love the part of me that fears this person needs to like me or approve of me. It isn't me. It isn't true. It doesn't need to be here. I never need anything but my own love. I love myself entirely. Nobody needs anything from me. 
I am enough. I am pure love. Then I ask my heart for the kindest way to move on without dimming my light. There's always a way to let go without being unkind. And I can't control how others respond, but when I'm listening to my heart, I know I'm doing what's best for everyone. Everyone is love and holds equal value. But that doesn't mean they're right for me right now. Sometimes it's just saying no to things I don't want to do. I never owe anyone an explanation. If I ever feel like I do, then I run through the fear exercise again with that limiting belief. Separating myself from people doesn't mean it's always final or dramatic, meaning I never talk to them again. Sometimes it's taking a break while I heal the part of myself they're showing me is ready to heal. And once it's healed, sometimes I see these people again and it's no longer an issue. But that's not always the case. I let my heart decide what's best for me. I choose my friends, but there's a saying that you don't choose your family. I don't necessarily agree with this. I believe we do choose our family before we're born for the experiences we're meant to have and to help us with the lessons we're meant to learn in this lifetime. Family plays a big role in how I feel about myself, my thoughts and beliefs about the world, and what's possible for me. It can be what others are saying or doing, but it's also the energy around it. Along with genes, our families pass down belief systems. Some of them are healthy and uplifting, and some of them inhibit our growth. I found it's important to listen to the stories I'm hearing that deplete me and cast them in a new light as love. For example, one story I've heard is around holding on to things that no longer serve me. Maybe it's a necklace someone gifted me that I don't really care for or the food I cooked two days ago that I don't want anymore. I see this habit of keeping or consuming things we don't really want in my family, and it's likely been passed down generation after generation, possibly originating during times when food and supplies were scarce. To hold on to these things my heart doesn't want diminishes my power. Can you think of a habit, behavior, or thought process that's been passed down in your family that isn't serving you? Clearing the habit opens more space for love, helping you become more of who you are. I'm going to take you through an exercise of working with your ancestors to release it. To blame others for the way things are causes friction. Healing it takes loving our families, the habit, and ourselves as we are and deciding we don't need this habit anymore. Feel free to pause at any point to give yourself more time if needed. So choose a habit, behavior, or thought process that you're ready to release. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so and take three deep breaths. Now repeat after me, either aloud or in your head. Dear family, thank you for showing me this habit. It has been helpful in our lives, but I no longer need it. I choose to see it as love. I'm taking a new path now, and I will no longer be using this. Now, sit in stillness for the next few seconds and receive a message back from your ancestors. This could be a feeling, a knowing, you might hear words, or you could see a visual. Keep taking soft, full breaths and stay open to receiving.
How did that feel? Wouldn't it feel good to always have that feeling of family in your heart, no matter where you are or who you're with? To me, family is the people who love and support me. They have my back no matter what, and they love me unconditionally. It doesn't necessarily have to be my relatives. Most important is to be family to myself. It's standing behind my decisions, loving myself the same no matter what happens, saying the types of things to myself I would want others to say to me. Family is giving myself grace. Sometimes I reflect back on things I've done in my past and I think, what was I thinking? Then I catch myself and say, I love that version of myself. I'm learning and growing every day, and I'm never the same person as I was the day before. I strive to treat everyone I interact with as family. If I'm a little hesitant about someone I'm meeting with, I remind myself for family. This impacts the energy I bring to the other person and also how they treat me. I did this when I bought a car last month. Before walking into the dealership, I said to myself, the person I'm meeting with is family. Everything went extremely smoothly, and I love the lady who helped me. It really did feel like we were family. Your homework for this episode has three parts, and it's about being family to yourself and others. How you feel and what you believe is what's mirrored back to you in your life. Living in your truth means loving yourself exactly as you are. If you ever find yourself picking apart your flaws or self-sabotaging in any way, catch yourself and feel into your heart what it means to be family. Say these words, I am family. I love and support myself. I always have my back. My love is unconditional. It will help to keep these phrases handy by writing them on a piece of paper or saving them on your phone. Do you look for flaws when you look in the mirror? As the second part of your homework, every single time you look in the mirror, either aloud or in your head, say, I love you exactly as you are. And finally, when you're about to interact with other people, such as going into work, a restaurant, or anywhere else, or maybe you're making a phone call, just before you go in or make the call, say to yourself, we are family. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Me. Be sure to follow the show to catch the latest episodes. If you have any feedback or questions about what was discussed, please email me at growwithdina at gmail.com. That's G-R-O-W-W-I-T-H-D-E-N-A at gmail.com.